This is Reclaiming Yourself, brought to you with PhytologyHub.com. How we overcome fears, find our inner strength, and trust ourselves. Now here's your host, Suzanne Keatley. Jessica Aspinall, welcome yeah. onto our podcast today. Thank you. And little Luca, who's <laughs> 11 months old. 11 months old. And he's yeah. here on the floor playing with toys. No doubt hear him at some point. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about our kind of focus and chat. Well, we can chat about what we want today, but a yeah. big part of our conversation is going to be about pregnancy and strength training. Yes. Because it turns out that uh, you arrived at Photology Hub, started training, two weeks later <laughs> you were like, oh, yeah. pregnant, yeah. by the way. And I did, I remember having the conversation to say, can I carry on, actually? Yeah. Because I didn't know, I knew I'd be able to carry on some level of exercise, maybe yoga, whatever, but I didn't think that maybe that would be the best thing, especially if I hadn't done lots of it before. Yeah. But I think we eased ourselves in very slowly and adapted based on the fact that I was pregnant. And yeah, like I said, I hadn't really done, I certainly hadn't focused on strength training as a thing. And I think the thing I found quite amazing is about how much you can actually lift. Mm. Um, that's definitely never been part of my kind of exercise regime before. But I guess when I started out kind of running and going to the gym when I was like 19, I would use the weights in a gym, but I think that's a very different kind of weight. So prior to Photography Hub and weight training, yeah. You, what kind of exercise? Yeah, so you said you did running. running yeah, so you did your gym. <laughs> Mainly running. Uh, so I'd do that a mixture of outside, you know, in the park, on the road, and then sporadically at sort of gyms over the years. Actually, we've got a treadmill in our front room, which really? we got just before lockdown. Okay. Uh, which then proved very handy when we weren't allowed out for, you know, yeah. sort of big amounts of time. And then in addition to that, I've sort of been a member of various sort of gyms uh, like block and frame you know those sort yeah. of that new wave of slightly kind of trendy very expensive um, were you working in town then is that how you ended yeah up? so I was working in yeah. Victoria and I used to go to block in Shoreditch on my way home yeah. or because I lived in North London at the time or frame in Victoria like yeah. straight after work or before work and I do a mixture of classes there so it might be like a bar class or Pilates or yoga or I think I tried some of them more random ones like the kind of dance fit and 80s yeah. aerobics and all that kind <laughs> really? of thing and then the other thing I used to I got quite into for a time was I used to do hot yoga at Fierce Grace I really enjoyed that I mean I think again like I don't think I'd ever done yoga when I was younger and I, thought, yeah. I think I always thought it was slightly more kind of like oh I don't, I don't know how to achieve that you know it, something about it was slightly terrified me yeah and then I got really into it and I could see myself improving quite a lot over the course of a couple of years of doing it so did you regard yourself as like quite a confident person when it came to like fitness and movement and trying new things when you were what what was that in your 20s and 30s yeah I would say definitely by my 30s I was as in I would go to classes on my own I think in my 20s I'd probably have been up for trying things because I was always in a quest for fitness and you know yeah. often weight loss etc but I probably would have done it with other people I would have gone with yeah. a friend whereas by my 30s I was very happy just going on my own yeah. I wouldn't need that did any of those stand out as being a favorite at the time <laughs> Uh, what class-wise? Yeah, um, those kind of sessions. I, I really enjoyed bar actually because there was something yeah, about it that was quite of people gra say this. graceful but <laughs> strong. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It was quite a nice mixture. Um, and I did, and I, I really like rocket yoga as well because I think when yoga is a bit more um, slow and kind of reflective, I can totally see the role for that. But I quite like sweating. <laughs> yeah. 
and rocket you sort of feel like you've had a workout as well as having stretched and you know all the rest of it yeah so would you then if i would you say that you like the kind of fast high intensity kind of stuff yeah i definitely did i think i always equated that with being fit yes so it was quite an adjustment in my head to think (laughs) that i could do some exercise where i didn't get out of breath and i didn't sweat but it might still be doing something for me that idea that to be fit and to be of a certain size or the size at least that you perceive you want to be in your head that actually we need to be sweaty sweaty and burning calories so you would say then maybe then that's the place you were in i definitely was yeah which is probably why i I like i mean i do like running yeah and i still enjoy it now but i think that was how i saw it it was like you know you'd set one of those apps as you left you know or a fitness watch or whatever as you left the house and it would be like oh i've run 5k i've burned you know 428 calories oh yeah you know now i can have x that was kind of how i saw it in my head did you see it at the time as a bit of a punishing thing or was it that actually kind of well i'd say there were definitely times when i really enjoyed it and i once i forced myself to go to a class or you know or go for a run i always felt better afterwards but it definitely was I remember when I lived alone in a flat in North London, I'd sometimes on a Saturday might be sitting there like very slightly hungover and thinking, right, I need to go and do some exercise before I go out again tonight. And um, <laughs> before I go again and I'd be thinking, and I'd build up to it over the course of the day and I'd think, oh, should I do it now? Oh, no, I'll just put it off another hour. Yeah. You know, finally end up doing it at kind of 4pm. Yeah. And it was, it was that kind of, oh, I just feel like I have to do that. It's yeah. a, it, rather than doing sweat it for pleasure. Like yeah, yeah, the, the toxins. The toxins from the yeah, night exactly. before. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And yeah. then, so that was kind of, I guess, yeah, before Photology Hub. What made you come to Photology Hub? Um, well, we moved to Nunhead and... Uh, as you probably know, there's a real lack of like gyms around here, so there wasn't like an obvious kind of you know fitness first. No, exactly, or even so. There's quite a lot of yoga studios, but there's no real kind of equivalent of a kind of frame or block, mm. which is obviously the stuff I'd been used to. And there's no obvious um, just normal gym, you know, like fitness yeah, first or yeah. David Lloyd or whatever um, people go to. So I was kind of like, well, I, you know, I feel like I need to someone to kick my ass a bit. I, d- I don't want it just to be that I've got to get off my ass and go for a run because I won't do it often enough. Mm. So I was trying to just find something. And I think I just stumbled across you guys and I came in for a chat with you, didn't I? Mm, yeah. yeah. And I just thought the ethos was quite nice. Well, I hadn't actually been looking for specifically personal training or specifically or s- weight training. Yeah. But I think I just, over the course of that conversation and, and realising that that might be quite a good complementary thing to me doing my own stuff. Yeah. And it kind of suddenly appealed. So it was really as simple as that. And then the stars kind of aligned, didn't they? Because, yeah, yeah you started. Yeah, in the October. Yeah. 2020? He was born the following June. I think what had happened was, that was probably at the end of that very first lockdown. And I think as everyone else in the whole of the UK uh, probably suffered, I think I put on a bit of weight over that lockdown because it was all like sitting at home, cooking all the time, you know, um, bloody banana bread. <laughs> etc all the cliches probably drinking a glass of wine every single night out of boredom um and so I think I was kind of feeling at the moment where I got pregnant that actually I was ready to sort of address my fitness a bit because I'd sort of let it wander slightly Mm. but then I had to sort of contend with this slightly weird thing which was okay I'm going to try and address my fitness but at the same time as being pregnant and actually slowly being able to do less over the course of Mm. months or, or having to really adapt and in yep. a way that I'd never had to before. So it was quite uh, it was quite weird. 
Um, but you know, Tracy was really good at kind of looking things up and making sure, you making sure that I was doing yeah, the right Because thing. I guess for you, I remember you saying like the fear, and we get told this a lot, like don't do anything yes. that's brand new and, and yes. hard, you know. But actually that doesn't mean that we can't like weight train and be progressive during pregnancy. Yes. Like any time, right? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Well, you sort of think we're told that. And again, I do think it's slightly like a sort of patriarchal kind of like control of women thing. And I don't know whether that's me being slightly paranoid, but I'm like, there are countries where women can't take it easy in pregnancy because, you know, of their situation. They don't all have miscarriages or have, no. have babies that are born with difficulties, yeah. you know. I think most people, when you're pregnant, you're not going to go out and just attempt to lift no. like a 50 kilo or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I wouldn't do off. that. I wouldn't yeah. do that non-pregnant either. It's almost like fright. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. I'd know my limits and what yeah. I was capable of and I'd build up to something slowly, pregnant or not pregnant. Yeah. I guess the only thing is because you've got relaxing or whatever, you yeah, know, you just have sure. to be a little bit more careful. Because even that sits in with an old myth of don't be stretchy yeah you know yeah yeah you'll pull something yeah exactly i think more often than not what we need in terms of like your mental health around fitness and the physical body needs the strength right yeah yeah going into pregnancy and post-pregnancy well i was going to say also the more you do uh, maybe a slightly reduced rate in pregnancy the easier the recovery is yeah and that's you know that's i guess what many people aren't told because it is, it's like a, it's a, it's like a bomb on your body, isn't yeah. it? Like birth, pregnancy, whatever. And it surprised me actually how long the recovery is. I mean, I ended up having a, a C-section, so there's obviously a set of things yeah. that are kind of, are, you know, involved in that recovery. But I guess I even when I was making that decision at kind of 37 weeks, and um, I was thinking, oh well, you know, they say you can exercise again after 12 weeks. Great, I'll be r- back up and running. And actually. I don't think my body started to feel normal internally, you know, like in your stomach muscles and all the rest of it until probably the following March. So that's like nine months later, not three months later. Definitely. And I think this bit is so individual. Mm. People are in different phases and different probably in terms of acceptance and yeah. understanding and yeah. um, and just general health, right? And it's six weeks, isn't it? So it's six yeah. weeks and the doctor goes, you feeling fine? You're yeah. on sex? Yeah, yeah, off you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, exactly. Go and exercise. Resume your normal activities <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, when yeah. actually... Yeah, I, I, it was, I had to really be held back. It was somebody else, yeah. actually, um, that had to be like, stop it. Yeah, 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 Slow take down, it easy. Like, take it easy, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I don't know about you, how you're feeling now. Yeah. Whereas you can, like, that's 11 months later. I'm four years later. Yeah. And I'm only getting back to some of the stuff, really, that I did before. It's just taken that length because of all the interruptions. They're never the same one day to the next. Yeah. You know, your situation is never the same. Things change with, yeah, work and children and family and so on, don't they? Yeah. Weirdly, because I didn't really have a benchmark pre-pregnancy for, like, I guess, Mm. how much I could lift or whatever. Actually, weirdly, I'm not finding that I, I am already back on that front, bitch. As to where, <laughs> but then, but then it was probably a fairly low bar because I was pregnant. Like Tracy would have been kind of gentle with me about how much I was lifting yeah, at that time. Yeah. So now it's all about kind of, I guess, Im- improving and adding to that. But yeah, I think it's taken till about now, maybe a month or two ago, to just feel more kind of normal myself. And now it's about actually upping the game a bit I yeah. think over okay. the next year or so. Yeah. yeah I feel like ready to kind of take it on a bit and more. And how's your healing? How's your scar and everything? Yeah that's you... all fine. Yeah. That's completely fine. Like yeah. I, I don't 
<laughs> there was that weird thing when you have a C-section and they're actually performing it the way I've described it and, and others that have had it. It's like someone's rummaging around yeah. in Mary Poppins's bag of tricks. Like that's what it feels like when you're lying on that sort Jeez. of hospital. And I and I think post um, having the operation, that was occasionally how I felt when I'd stretch in certain positions or when we started, when Tracy and I started my kind of recovery, if you like, certain things or doing plank again for the first time, I'd be like, oh God, that just feels a bit weird. Yeah. None of that. None of that now. I don't have any of that now. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, no, supersonic that... strong, but no. I don't have that weird feeling in my stomach. What I have got is tennis elbow <laughs> and a kind of really shoulder. dodgy shoulder from, so I guess, cool. holding and breastfeeding. Yeah. 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 Shoulder, elbow and wrists for a lot of women as well. Yeah. So the whole of my arm just feels, yeah. I've been having acupuncture and stuff and yeah. occasional massages and trying to address it but I'm not sure that will go until I just basically stop lifting him so mm. much yeah and even thinking about how you're lifting him right yeah. using because yeah. actually yeah now that you say it he's been up in your arm yeah. twice and you've yeah. he's like cuddled in there yeah. into the left side yeah but do you ever find that it's really hard to put him on the other side I don't find it difficult to carry him on my right side but the problem is then you've only got your left hand to do things with yeah. and I'm right handed yeah so if I was like trying to kind of I don't know cook or stir something or I don't know whatever like I can't do that with my left hand mm. <laughs> whereas I can do it with my right so yeah. he just ends up sitting on that side a lot do you try and get him on that other side sometimes yes if I'm not trying to, try to do something else yeah. then yeah that's what I, I try and because actually I'm in pain so it, it, yeah. it's quite easy to remember to pick him up on that side if I can <laughs> describe your sessions then describe so describe a session from what, when you were pregnant to now is what's mm. the difference or is there a difference I don't think there is a huge amount of difference there's probably a difference in terms of some things were just completely off limits as in you just can't do that when you're you know because it'll just use the wrong muscles in your kind of stomach whereas now nothing's off limits yeah um but actually I think a lot of stuff is quite similar uh I think we took it quite easy when I first came back last September but then I think we are building up now to things being a bit harder and doing things like conditioners that are mm. a bit kind of bit, more hardcore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas I think we probably avoided that a little bit or took it a bit easier in pregnancy. Yeah. Um, but there's also now the injuries to contend with. So actually yeah. Tracy's been kind of working things around that yeah. as well. It's really interesting when you, just as you describe things as you go through and that like, almost building your health support network we yeah. almost call it now and that's what we talk to a lot of people about that strength training isn't the be all and end all yeah. actually we need to have the other things yeah. in our life like yeah. if it is a massage or if it is um yoga or yeah. pilates yeah. or you know that actually you're mixing it up and and so therefore if the strength training stops for any reason like yeah. life's not over you know yeah, this yeah. is not over that actually you're yeah. you're able to go and try other things and be confident so for people who didn't have that confidence around trying new things yeah it's like let's use this to kind of do that you know what i mean and, yeah. And, yeah yeah completely yeah i mean i still haven't got back into a huge amount of yoga but i quite like to from a like i think you said it earlier when you're trying to kind of get down on the floor with a kid mm and roll around or you know reach for things like actually having that kind of stretchiness almost yeah. flexibility I that i think is it, you know. quite good for yeah for that but it's just trying to fit it in That's you know like having having this this is my hour a week currently which is like sacred nick my partner looks after him yeah you know just come and forget about that but 
trying to do that kind of multiple times in a week. Yeah. And when you, especially when you go back to work, I'm not convinced how I fit it in. So yeah. we'll just have to see. That's it, and it, that's the hard, the next hard stage, isn't mm. it? Is that like adjusting life again to yeah. how you get that hour? I yeah, mean, it's one hour. I know. Week, when you think of it, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad that you can't fit three or four hours in. Really, yeah. but it is actually quite hard to do. Yeah. So. And so, will yeah. Luca? Um, how will you manage when you go back to work? So um, we are getting a nanny for the first okay. nine months, um, basically. I think my mum my mum writes um books about child development oh, wow. uh, and how kind of affection and, and care in the first two years of life uh, shapes babies' brains mm. kind of permanently and you know a lot of good stuff or damage can be done in those first two years. I'm really keen for him to go to nursery at some point and uh, there's many many benefits to that and to you know socializing with other children. I'm not sure that he would get a lot of that benefit before the age of two. So we're looking for a nanny, basically, which is horrendously expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who can afford these? I mean, I'm only going back to work three days a week. I sort of think, how can anyone afford to pay for these people full time? In fact, I'm thinking about changing career. They get paid so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we did yeah. a nanny share to try oh, did and you? take that uh, yeah. pricing kind of down. Yeah. And that was, yeah. that was really good. So there was just two of them. With yeah. Lovely, lovely I'd totally be open to that. It's just finding the people that want yeah. the same stuff as you, isn't it? And that Absolutely. are near and, you yeah. know. So you had Luca when you were oh, 41 then? I had him when I was 41, yeah. So I was pregnant at 40, had him at 41. Lots of people do it. People are doing it later and later yeah. now. And People are also doing this, by the way, yeah. breastfeeding while you're doing something else. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Multitasking. Yeah, I love it. Um, I guess I haven't quite contended with how tired I would feel and that doing that at 41 does feel quite different to doing it probably at 30. You know, I mean, at 30, I used to stay up all night out of choice. Yeah, I know. How did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> and now the idea of staying up till 4am or, you know, being woken up for two hours in the middle of the night is kind of really hard. So Is he still waking up? Yeah. So he, uh, well, he sleeps in bed with me. We've got a cot in the room with us, which I'm trying to kind of slowly get him into. Yeah. But he's like, why would I want to do that when yeah. there's a warm bed and a mum here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I tend to feed him to sleep, you know, at seven or eight in the evening. And try and move him over to the cot at some point like when I come to bed or whatever but he does still sometimes wake up in the evening like after 45 minutes or okay. sometimes he sleeps for three hours and then he will wake up during the night but I just don't really notice it happening because he's in bed with me and I can sort of see on my fitness app like I've woken up but I don't have any memory of really waking up which yeah. seems a bit weird yeah. but I'm half asleep you know, I feed him again for probably a few minutes and he passes back out. Okay, cool. So that's closer to, yeah, because mine will do the same. Like yeah. You get that little red Yes, line yeah, exactly. Like you were awake for like three minutes. Awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about what you should be doing with babies and sleep training and this and that. And I'm like, who does that actually benefit? Because if I had to sleep train him or have him in a cot in another room, he would probably still wake up. Kids mm. do. And until the age of one, I think, at least, you know, there will be lots of issues with sleep if you're unlucky then I've then got to wake up and go into another room and I've got yeah. to properly wake up like it doesn't benefit me I'm not sure it particularly benefits him so yeah. I find it quite odd the way people are always so keen I don't think they do that in a lot of other countries they just sort of sleep communally in big beds and you <laughs> just, know and ours was total opposite because I couldn't 
like sleep with it because oh, I just right. never slept. Oh really? Yeah, I think I was just a bit frantic. About oh everything. right, so yeah. Just, but it's each point, their own, isn't it? Yeah, each their own, and whatever works and wherever yeah. you get your your most sleep and your yeah. best sleep and baby and child. But there isn't all kind of one size fits all, no. is there? No, there isn't. Um, you know, I know people even in my NCT group who are like, I've just always had a kid that sleeps through the night, and I'm like, oh, you're annoying. <laughs> yeah, will that be forever? Yeah. <laughs> NCT is yeah. What's what's it actually? Is it the National Childbirth Trust? Yeah. Okay. And, and it's be... it's basically groups of mums who are pregnant at the same time. Yeah. Um, pay quite a good chunk of yeah. money to yeah. come together. What once a week, isn't it? Yeah, or, you do it, it. I think for like six sessions. Six we sessions. did it online because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Which was all a bit weird actually, because you you're kind of in like Zoom calls with people you've never met before, talking about like vaginas and stuff. Yeah. It's all a bit odd. You're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, and it's slightly awkward because I guess in person you can sort of relax with people, make a bit of a joke, but you, you're you're kind of on a call and it just feels weird. So anyway, I didn't really have high hopes for it. I didn't really learn a lot. And nothing that I couldn't have looked up on the internet. But what we did get from it was a group of people that were quite keen to sort of follow up and, and meet up. And actually, Good. once we had um, got through the actual birth, ma, yeah, mama, um, then I kind of, we, we kind of bonded in that period. I don't think we bonded when we were actually doing the NCT course. No. It was yeah. a little bit awkward, but everyone's off work at the same time. Yeah. Everyone's going through the same things. It's, yeah. it's a useful tool to have. Did you um, find that there's, there was a younger group within the entity yes. or did you have a nice mix of ages? No, or? no, no. So I <laughs> they're, all um, they're all in their early to mid thirties, yeah. apart from one woman who's a year or two older than me. Yeah. And I think that's it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a younger demographic, Yeah. which actually one of the, the women that's in her mid thirties or the couple that's kind of in their mid thirties we have actually kind of bonded with and I would, yeah, cool. you know, I would call her a kind of friend, yeah. not just a, not just a sort of baby friend. Um, but they're all at a slightly different life stage. Should we talk about control? Almost like the lack of control you have yeah. post giving birth or yes. having your child. Yes. To pre, even yeah. actually during pregnancy. And so pre, yeah, pre mm. having a child, you would choose what classes you want to mm. go to. You would choose you know, sleep, you would choose. Mm. Well, there's a huge amount of freedom. You don't realise how much freedom yeah. you've got if yeah. you're a person who, I guess, earns decent money and can take care of themselves, you know, and not everyone's in that situation. But in, if you kind of live in a city and earn decent money, you've sort of got the world at your fingertips, haven't you? And yeah, uh, yeah it would just be like every day, you know, thinking about what you want to eat, do you want to go and have a drink, or do you want to go and do some exercise, or do you want to do it all? Mm. Um, and kind of having that taken away from you a little bit is quite a, a, a weird adjustment. Quite a nice one as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like it does bring you like that. It, we are absolutely spoiled rotten. Yeah. You know, you, you, you go down, what, one minute's walk from here and yeah. you have two, three of the most amazing coffee shops. Yeah, and, totally. And this and that and the yeah. other, like you just said. And actually yeah. to not be able to access it all. Yeah. Like, all of the time. Is it actually really nice? Yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe lockdown was a bit like that. I was going to say, it? it was, yeah, I think lockdown was quite like that. And it was almost taking things back to basics a bit more. And yeah. then actually I got pregnant kind of during one of the lockdowns, you know. Yeah. Not the first one, but um, yeah, so it was even more so. Mm. And so you just began to appreciate the basics. Just, you know, eating some nice food, trying to exercise a little bit. 
and um, watching a hell of a lot of TV. <laughs> and being outside, I yeah. think, as well, for a lot of people, like yeah. getting that little stint outside yeah. every day. Going for a daily walk or whatever. And just, yeah, you're up, the only thing you could do at that point yeah. was to look around and yeah. like, see the colours of the trees and yeah, listen completely. to birds or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like you say, the kind of control thing. I guess pre-having a baby, I think I would describe myself as quite a yo-yo dieter or have been for the majority of my adult life trying everything from kind of atkins in the sort of like noughties when i was in kind of my mid-20s that you know there was quite a lot of fatty diets that a lot of women that i hung around with partook in and i think i probably got to a stage of feeling like that was less Less something I really wanted to do. I think actually when I moved in with my partner, suddenly I really loved cooking. Mm. Cooking became such a kind of focal point of our evenings um, that actually to diet seemed really boring. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've always been quite into kind of quite healthy, good food. Uh, I don't really eat loads of junk, but I do really like food and I really like wine. So, you know, it, but I think that the, the kind of pleasure of all that outweighed the need to be on a constant kind of quest to be a sort of size 10 or whatever. Yeah. So was there more acceptance of yourself? Yeah. Um, or also a kind of realisation that diets can sort of work short term. I mean, you know, I've definitely lost weight on them before, you know, pre going on a holiday or whatever. They only work for a time. And that, you know, that's, that's shown by the fact that I've always yo-yoed. I think what I've come to the realization is it is, and this sounds so cliche because it's what, it's what everyone says, but it's like, it is a long path and you've just <laughs> got to be consistent and forgive yourself on the days where you, you know, want to eat a cake or you, you know, drink five margaritas and that's okay. It's okay, but also it's just part of the, the kind of trajectory of getting there. It's, you don't have to just be good all the time and punish yourself. And it does sound really cliche, but it's sort of true. No, yeah, I think if we're punishing ourselves, yeah. we're probably always going to look in the mirror and punish yeah, ourselves. Yeah, so yeah. actually that acceptance and yeah. joy of life. Yeah, exactly. And do you think part of that is getting up, like you get a bit older? And yeah, off? yeah, I do think it's partly that. Um, but also, as I said, like, you know, getting kind of really into cooking and that whole that the pleasure side of that but also now just out of the time mm. you know there's such a demand on your time kids like I don't think I'd ever quite yeah. contended with that well playing yeah playing takes hours <laughs> if you yeah. do it yeah <laughs> I mean I don't really know I, I I struggle with the playing I think as they get a bit older it's probably a bit easier because you can go into imaginary yeah. worlds and well when I heard the whole thing around actually what you need to do is just sit and watch yes. your child yes because I struggle with the playing a little bit yes. so Amber's amazing at it she yeah. gets right in there mm. whereas I'm like yeah so when I heard this whole if you just sit and watch them yeah that's like, they're happy that's magic if you're going to do that they agreed because um, I find the idea of just like bashing two blocks together repetitively for like five minutes I'm like why would you want to do that I don't, I don't get what would be fun about it even though yeah. I have to try and put myself in the mind of a one-year-old that isn't his brain isn't as developed as mine yet but the problem is what I find is if you just sit and do the observing thing it's very easy to just get distracted by your phone oh yes you have to have your yeah space. you do do you talk to your mum a lot about this stuff or do yeah. you avoid it she's quite hippie and relaxed about things so yeah. she's not a kind of helicopter parent or whatever you call them but um but she I guess she just has quite strong points of view about how to make them happy and I, I guess that's, that's from a thing. research evidence yeah. point of view yeah and then how I guess maybe over the years she's separated 
parenting. Is yeah. That right? Because she was obviously parented in a way. Yeah, well, also, she was parented quite badly. So she then worked in TV and film for many years um, and then had me when she was quite young, actually, 26, and then had a kind of gap and then had a, my half-brother 10, 11 years later. And when she had him, she decided to leave TV and become a psychotherapist, retrain, and that's when all the writing... And it kind of came off the back of work in sort of psychoanalysis and psychotherapy that she sort of started to think about child development and stuff. But yeah, it was all driven, I think, from the place of she hadn't had a very good childhood. Right. Was sent off to boarding school, even though she really, okay. really didn't want to, yeah. to go. What's your mum's name? Sue Gerhardt. Gerhardt. And did she yeah. write, write book? Yeah, so she wrote a book called Why Love Matters, which is the main one. And she's written another one, which is a more um, macro rather than micro. So it's about how uh, we've all basically become really selfish in kind of capitalist society and how that it's causing lots of really, really bad behaviours. So it's on that sort of scale, mm. whereas the first one was much more about how you interacting with your infant, mm. you know, um, can affect things. So, yeah, no, she is, she is a really That's good cool. sounding board. And also very unjudgy. Like, she totally gets... You know, I've spoken to her about the sleep thing because at moments I've been at my wit's end about mm. it. Like, I cannot cope with this. And, you know, you, you find yourself in those kind of bleak moments... <laughs> I feel so bad for saying this, but there have been a few nights where I've not shouted at him, but I've I've taken a cross tone like, and gone, "What stern. is it that you want from me?" You know, and it's like he doesn't so know what he yeah. wants from me. He's like, you know, nine months at the time, whatever. But she doesn't judge. She gets how hard it is for new parents, yeah, um, sure. but equally has lots of good advice. So yeah, it's so good, isn't it? And that sounding board. Is, is something that is always going to be needed, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, even one of our members, Holly, yeah. um, you know, I still, like, speak to Holly yeah. every Monday morning. Yeah. Because I think it comes as well from your own little hang-ups, but also, <laughs> like, the feeling of being judged by other people. And, yeah, like you said, people do things in a certain way and it works for them and then they think it should work for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is kind of each for their own a little bit. So you are at the point where you are feeling back on track. You're aiming for bigger and more weights. Yeah. Are you getting out running at all now? I had got back to it post Luca being born. So another kind of thing I've developed and, you know, your body sort of feeling like it's crumbling a little bit postnatally is um, actually I don't think this is anything to do with him but um, I've got a baker's cyst behind my knee oh yeah okay. which I think could come from an old running injury you know it's basically kind of I guess fluid collecting because of something that's going on in your knee and so I've sort of been trying to take it quite gentle as far as pounding pavements because I'm not yeah. sure that's necessarily going to do it a huge amount of good I think actually what I need to do is build up the strength in my knee yeah. so I think weight training yoga type now, stuff for now yeah. yeah and then uh, and actually running you, at some point properly. yeah but also that whole like you're adjusting back to work in august right yeah so that adjustment yeah on its own yeah and any sort of maintenance of yeah any exercise is going to be the the next battle really yeah isn't it? trying to fit it in for a start and then try to work out what the best things to do are with limited time I yeah suppose. yeah um i mean one thing i am quite looking forward to about going back to work is on the day or two where i go to the office you know, maybe I can get up really early and go to a yeah. frame class in yeah. in Victoria Amazing. or whatever yeah. and just try and sort of fit, try and the days I'm away from him, which, you know, I'm really not looking forward to in many ways, uh, try and get something for myself out of them so that it feels like a positive. Do you feel like going into those sessions, you've got a different view on how to scale things and how to like 
settle in gently and you know accept that you know I'm on this path and I'm at the yeah. beginning again especially when it comes to a high intensity you haven't talked about this yeah yet. no I haven't really <laughs> well it's weird because um I was just thinking about it in relation to the training the strength training yeah and I guess whenever like Tracy says okay this exercise we're doing here you can do between you know minimum of 10 maximum of 15 reps I'll always try and go for the 15 yeah even okay. even if it's slightly painful and you know like actually maybe I should just draw back and stop at the 10 mm. I think I just sort of have that in me and it's a it's an impatience for fitness yeah. she think she she recognizes how impatient I am yeah I'm impatient to get to the fitness level I want to be at I'm yeah. also impatient when I'm doing an exercise that maybe is feeling a bit uncomfortable to get to the end of it and she's like you just need to slow down yeah um, but it's and definitely like a thing in me definitely doing an exercise slower quite often yeah. with a tempo is it's better is more difficult and it's better yeah um, and that's a really good way to build a yeah tempo. also using that scaling system like okay i'm not going to be working at 10 out of 10 here yeah i'm going to work at a 7 out of 10 yeah or a, it's a real skill and yeah. it's something that like stay working on that while you're with yeah. Casey. but when you go into those sessions to go okay i'm here like yeah i'm here is the i made it is the achievement you know that yeah. is the box ticked yeah um, and the rest can be like managing yourself like mm. managing that like known behavior that's obviously mm. the way that you approach exercise all your life but going back to the whole kind of how we approach exercise we don't need to be killing ourselves yeah um, yeah exactly for it to be really effective well it sort of relates back to that thing about viewing exercise as a i've got to sweat i've got to feel yeah. really out of breath otherwise it just hasn't worked and it's like well actually in, in that viewpoint changing i think also yeah like you say the kind of working at that sort of 60 70 percent of your maximum isn't actually a bad thing yeah and it's it's healing like mm. you're healing the knee you're healing mm. the shoulder and the arm mm. and you're just healing in general still like mm. that's definitely a nice forgiving way to go into things yeah totally um otherwise yeah we just hit a wall don't we mm. just ask more thank you very much <laughs> luca is now coming to life yeah <laughs> he's been so amazing he's done really well he's incredible you've done really well well done yeah. You've got more patience than me, Luca. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank you so much. And thanks thank for sharing you. all yeah. of that. No problem. Um, lovely yeah. to chat and really, good yeah, to chat. really nice to just hear the reality, all right, of training and pregnancy. Thank you. Reclaiming Yourself, the podcast, brought to you with PhotologyHub.com. If you enjoyed the conversations, please use your podcast app to follow or subscribe for free.